right, so you just saw the trailer for Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, coming summer 2023. Anyone fans of the series? You don't have to be Tom Cruise fans, it's okay. You just be fans of Mission Impossible, right? I knew I couldn't be the only one that was out there, so some fans of the series. It's awesome, right? Adventure, action, explosions, spy masks and secret government, satellite places, and of course, an impossible mission. It'll change the fate of the entire world. These daredevil stunts and technologically advanced tools that they get to use. That's pretty amazing. In fact, just last weekend, actually, Tom Cruise himself, he filmed a video of himself standing on a biplane over the Blyde River Canyon, which is in South Africa, because that's where they were filming for this movie. And he was introducing the movie as that plane, while he was, yes, still standing on it, took a dive down into the canyon. I mean, what's not to love about that, right? This is the seventh installment in the series of movies. And then, of course, there were TV series that were before that with Mission Impossible. This is the seventh one, and then this is only part one. There's going to be a part two, apparently, so that'll make eight movies in the Mission Impossible series, and with every single one, right, the, the next mission is more terrifying, more deadly, more vital, more critical, and of course, more impossible. And I know they're fictitious, okay? Don't get me wrong. I know they're fictitious, but just humor me for a little bit here this morning because I'm going to ask you a question. What if you were asked to be Ethan Hunt? That's Tom Cruise's character in the movie, by the way. Or what if Ethan himself, he came to you And he handed you the harrowing details of the next mission on a pair of instructing sunglasses. And he invited you to be a part of his impossible mission force. His IMF team. Would you do it? As you stare down that that daunting, death-defying, incredibly critical mission of mass importance, would you join the team? And maybe before we can actually answer that question, we have to answer another question, and that is, could you do it? Would you be able to perform? Would you be able to do everything that was necessary in order to accomplish that mission? But what if it wasn't Ethan who asked you? What if it was me? Or what if it was Jesus? 
Well, there's nothing fictitious about the conclusion that Matthew writes to his entire gospel account as he gives us this vision, this message of Jesus sharing his mission, his last words for his mission that he's going to send out his church on. Matthew records it as historically authentic and reliable, and the words that Jesus spoke, that he speaks to his disciples, are words that he wants his entire church to hear. They're words that he wants you to hear. And he presents the simple, but the massive and weighty details of his mission. And you are a part of it. And this mission that Jesus gives to us is massive. It is daunting and it is death-defying. It is incredible, earth-shattering in scope. Fate-defining in impact and eternal in implications. And the obstacles that we might need to overcome and surmount, they could seem to be frightening and scary and even impossible. Satan, the great serpent himself, that that ancient foe and all of his army of deviant demons, and the infectious plague and blight of sin upon this world that is drowning in chaos, What a mission. And it's a mission of which you are a part. And because you are a part of this mission, then Divine Savior Church is a part of this mission. And so that's why for five weeks we're going to dive into this great commission, these words that Jesus speaks as he sends out his church, and we're going to consider them deeply, we're going to consider the impact that they have for you and me. And that's why I will ask you to join together with me to change people's lives. It's why I will ask you to join together with Divine Savior Church so that we will see 5,000 people worshiping together on a Sunday. How's that mission sound? It was a little over six months ago that I traveled to Florida and I got to spend a couple of days meeting together with the other pastors of our other Divine Savior campuses, the support staff on those other campuses. We, we locked ourselves in a room for two days straight. There was lots of coffee and lots of snacks so that we could fuel our bodies and our minds. And there was lots of scriptures so that we could fuel our hearts. And it was we sat in that room and we discussed together what is our mission? How are we going to focus our mission as Divine Savior Church? That was a goal that we set forth. A 10-year target 
that we wanted to aim for and that we wanted to strive for so that 10 years from now we would be able to see 5,000 people worshiping together across all of our campuses. 5,000 people hearing the incredible good news of what God has done for them in Jesus Christ. 5,000 people on any given Sunday who are growing in their faith. What do you think about that mission? Does it seem a, a little daunting as you look around this room and you, and you start counting 85? And so how could we even possibly hope to accomplish such a mission? Do we even dare? Could we even do that? But yes, that's the mission I'm asking you to be a part of. Because Jesus has asked us to be a part of his mission. And he hasn't just asked, he has commanded, he has commissioned you with his own authority. But again, before we can ask, would we be able to do that or, or will I? Before you can answer that question, we need to probably back up and answer the other question, could you? And I need to talk really directly to some of you today because some of you are, are here and, and you're thinking, I could never. Because maybe you're not even sure if you belong here. Maybe you're still thinking through who this Jesus guy is. And, and you're wondering... Is he my Lord? And so you don't even know if you're a part of, of any mission, of any church, let alone divine Savior. Maybe you're still questioning, am I really a Christian? Am I, am I a believer? Or maybe you are, you... You follow Jesus, you, you trust in him, but, but you think, I could never because I, I don't even have my own life of faith figured out. I, I still have lots of work to do on, on me and, and my growth in faith. Or maybe you, you've been a Christian for a long time. Maybe you've trusted in Jesus as your Savior since before you can even remember but you think that you might have been more impactful and more helpful to Jesus' mission when you were five years old than you could be now. Because you really, you really struggle to grab hold of that childlike faith that you once had. You have questions sometimes and, and you have doubts sometimes and fears and you struggle sometimes to hold on to those promises that Jesus makes to you in his word. And so you wonder, do those doubts disqualify me from being a part of his mission? I want you to listen again to how Matthew introduces Jesus' words here. It says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, 
to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. These 11 were Jesus' closest friends and companions. They had followed him for nearly three years. He had called them, he had chosen them, fishermen, tax collectors, political zealots, and doubters. Each of them unique, but with their own fears and their own weaknesses. Each of them deeply flawed in their own unique way, and yet still Jesus recruited them to his mission team. They were believers in conflict. They struggled. Some of them, they still wavered even while they worshipped. And sometimes we do the same thing. Sometimes we may waver while worshipping. They had been with Jesus. They had witnessed the miracles and the healings. They had heard every awesome and inspired sermon and Bible study that Jesus went through with them and he led them through. And still, they struggled. You can't say that they were fully and, t- and totally committed. But Jesus chose them. And oh, my dear friends, is there not so much comfort in that? That if Jesus could choose these guys for his world-changing mission, then it is not a stretch to think that he might choose you or he might choose me. No matter who you are, no matter how you feel about yourself, No matter what doubts or weaknesses you think that you have, you are not alone in this church. And you are not alone as part of Jesus' mission. And so you can be a part of Jesus' mission. Because what you can never do is change his word. This mission, this seemingly impossible mission that Jesus sends us on, it is only possible when we look not at ourselves, not at at our church, not at what, what we can bring together, but when we look at the one who speaks this mission, the one who sends us, when we look at Jesus. And when Jesus gave this mission, he made an incredibly bold claim. Jesus came to them and he said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. That's the basis for Jesus' command. That's the basis for his mission. All authority in heaven and on earth. That he is the supreme commander of this entire universe. The disciples, they worshipped him for good reason. It was valid that they would fall down to their faces to worship him out of complete dependence 
and reverence to Jesus as their Lord. And this Jesus, you need to know something about him. Because he made other bold claims. He claimed to be the very Son of God. And he said that God had sent him down to this world on a seemingly impossible mission to save and rescue this entire world from all of its own destructive tendencies. There's this Jesus who brought together his own impossible mission force. His IMF team was made up of the great I am. This Jesus is the one who said, I am the bread that has come down from heaven. I am the shepherd, the good shepherd who will lay down his life for his sheep. I am the living water that someone can drink and never go thirsty. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And it was this Jesus who, as he came up out of the waters of the Jordan River, the clouds parted and the Holy Spirit descended on him in the form of a dove, and God's thunderous voice boomed, This is my Son, whom I love. Listen to him. And again, with his disciples, clouds swarmed around and hid them, veiled them from the rest of the world, and Jesus' body shone like the sun. And again, God's thunderous voice, this is my son. And it was this Jesus who stood before the world leaders, innocent though he was, and was condemned as a criminal, mocked and beaten and then crucified on a tree because he willingly gave his life as a ransom, the price that needed to be paid for the sins of the whole world and your sins and my sins. And then, then he rose triumphant from that grave himself. He accomplished that impossible mission that had been given to him and it was literally death-defying. It was not a stunt. It was not just choreographed so that it could be displayed up on the big screen, but it was the live-action plot that God put in place to save you. To make you God's own. And to make you a part of his ongoing mission to engage more and more people with this incredible good news that we are forgiven in Christ Jesus. That's this Jesus. So keep your eyes on Jesus. This is the only event that Matthew records of the entire 40 days that Jesus was on earth after his resurrection. Because he wants to keep your eyes on this Jesus. This Jesus who has authority. He is the supreme commander of the universe. And you notice that Jesus, he doesn't use that tagline. He doesn't say, your mission, should you choose to accept it. No, Jesus tells you, go. He commissions you. 
with his authority. There's no, there's no choosing this mission that Jesus has given to us. He gives it with his own authority. And there's great comfort in that too. Because Jesus has authority, when he says, you are forgiven, you are forgiven. Your doubts and your fears, they don't change that. And when Jesus says that you are his disciple, you are his disciple. Your weaknesses and your failures, they don't change that. And when Jesus says that you are a part of his mission, you are a part of his mission, no questions asked. Not only does Jesus have authority, but he has all of it. There is no other authority. This is total, this is complete, and it is exclusive. There can be no dissension. There's no room to listen to any other voices that might tell you any other thing. All authority is his. And my dear friends, that, that could be a condemning statement. If we were to look at ourselves and we were to look at our failures and, and we were to look at the, thi- the things that we don't do and how we run away from Jesus' commands, but that's not Jesus' purpose. No, his purpose is comfort. Because no matter what those other voices might tell you, you are a part of Christ's impressive mission. And he has already accomplished the mission impossible. He has redeemed the world from death, that death that has infected it from the very beginning. He's turned back the eternal advances of evil, and he has opened up heaven for his people, and now he calls you into his service. And so I will ask you, to be a part of this mission as we make it our own mission the church's mission the mission that we do together and it's going to take hard work and it's going to take effort and there might even be some failures that we come against along the way but remember Jesus remember that this is his commission and this is his Word. Remember that standing behind you the entire time is the supreme commander of the entire universe. And he's not going to let anything stop his mission. He's not going to let our sinful nature, nor Satan, nor the world itself. And so how could we let his mission go undone? So that means that I will ask you to help us to change people's lives. And because it is Jesus who gives us this mission with his authority, we can and we will change lives. And we can and we will strive to see 5,000 people gathered together across our campuses to worship their Savior and to hear what he's done for them. Because Jesus is their Lord, too. And Jesus is their Savior, too. And Jesus rose for them, too. And Jesus wants 
them to know the comfort that comes from his authority too. Miraculous explosions of grace and adventurous conversations with new and interesting people and advanced and powerful tools placed right into our hands. What's not to love about the mission that Jesus has given to us? This action-packed, death-defying, mission possible to which Jesus has called you and me. And all God's people who agreed said, Amen.